Ice Cube comes out as a black Hebrew Israelite, following the trend of rappers such as Kendrick Lamar and Kodak Black. What is the movement and why is it dangerous? Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Now there are two kinds of people in the world, only two kinds, not black and white, not rich and poor. There are those who are dead in sin and there are those who are dead to sin. After three nights of unbridled lawlessness across London, the contagion is spreading. The problem is that God has already judged this. He has judged murder already. I don't need to question it. I don't need to ask and wonder what his plan is. We're commanded as Christians not to participate in the works of darkness, but expose them. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about a heated heated argumentation that just recently took place on the streets. As you guys know, I have some brothers in Christ who love to go out and minister to the gospel, and a few of them were out on the streets of Venice this last Saturday and came across a number of guys from a group that would call themselves the Hebrew Israelites. Now, I use the term black Hebrew Israelites because I do not agree that they are the Hebrew Israelites, so that's why I will use that terminology to describe them, but typically when I share the gospel with someone, I want to use them in terminologies that they are more comfortable with if I can, if they aren't in some you know terrible um, you know usage that would be offensive or you know just a ridiculous way of, of seeing someone. But nonetheless, one of the things that I was realizing was the fact that people do not know what this movement is and they don't even understand how dangerous it is. And I would say in the climate that we are seeing in this country right now, this is a movement that would certainly, that Satan would certainly love to sneak in during this time of distress. And as we'll go through a little bit of the history of it, and I want to give you guys some guys to look up online if you want to get a little more in depth on this. I'm just trying to popularize a good understanding of what this movement is. And guys, that's what it is. There And there are so many different fingers to it. There are so many different veins to this movement that if I give you just a small understanding and a basic understanding, somebody could complain, hey, that's not really what we believe, blah, 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 because most of this, as you guys will learn as I go through what this movement is, most of you guys will learn that a lot of their hermeneutics and a lot of their teaching and a lot of their understanding of scripture and life as itself has to do with YouTube videos. And so we're going to be talking about that, but... What happened is, as you guys know, we have the 511 street team, and some of those guys just do a regular basis where they're going out on the street sharing the gospel. They weren't necessarily recording for Good Fight Ministries at all at the time, but they came back afterwards, and my brothers in Christ said that they had come in contact with some black Hebrew Israelites who were trying to stump them on a few texts. And we're going to go over some of those texts and what they mean, and to show you how ridiculous this movement is. 
But let's go over a little bit of the history. And one of the reasons I'm bringing this up as we'll go through is the fact that they are going to use, just as Scientology did, use celebrities to help push this movement. This is something that is very common. And guys, if you think this isn't a big deal, I want you to just say from the outset, from the outset, I have yet to find anyone involved in the movement that doesn't deny the Trinity. It doesn't deny the Godhead of Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All right, they believe that is a Roman Catholic doctrine, and we'll talk about how they still love the Apocrypha and stuff like that. But, but nonetheless, I want to give you just a quick synopsis as best as I can, so you guys can have a good understanding of where this started and really where it's going. Because that's my, that's why I am concerned about this movement, and I'll tell you exactly why as we go along. But to give you an idea, guys, this entire, for the first time we see this is in the mid-1800s, maybe after the Civil War, and what took place is in some of the holiness movements, what you saw in some of the black church was they began to realize and identify themselves with the Israelites and what the Israelites would go to. In fact, if you look at some early black spirituals, you'll see them talking about Harriet Tubman and how she, you know, is Moses. So you'll see this early, early on. And then in the early 1900s, it started to organize. Now they saw themselves as what was going on with the trans-Atlantic slave movement. Um, What you'll see is they relate this to what happened to the Jews. And now in the early 1900s, it actually looked a lot more Jewish than it does Today, It looked a lot more Jewish because of Black Wall Street and Harlem and the Jews and in New York. I think they were identifying themselves much with what was going on with the Jews as what happened to the to black people during the the trans-Atlantic slave trade. So what happened is, is this movement grew because people were being oppressed and they were looking for why it was happening, I believe, when you look into it. And they were looking for an answer to what was going on. And I want to say just real quick, I want to give you some references uh, for you guys to go check out. Somebody who does a great job of this. And if you want to look him up online, his name is Vocab Malone. He usually, usually does work with David, Dr. David Wood. And he does a really good job of explaining this, and he knows the movement really well. And the most important thing for me is he's out on the street sharing the gospel. He is very involved in what's called urban apologetics, sharing the gospel on the streets. And his goal, a lot of from what I've heard, his goal is to get professors to that know these materials and understand these doctrines to be able to feed that to those who are out on the streets and get them out there sharing the gospel because I know that he's encountered them and I've watched quite a few of the debates he's had on the streets with those involved in this movement. But I wanted to just throw that out there as a source material that you guys can go check out and see some of the stuff that he has regarding this movement because he's that's been somewhat of uh, a lot of the time that he's spent um, and I know I've learned a ton from him finding some of the videos he has online. So I just wanted to give you guys some reference points uh, to go check out and see what it's like when you're sharing the gospel with these guys on the streets. Now, after this, it was very, as I was mentioning, it, in Harlem, it was very uh, Jewish-based, okay? It looked very similar, uh, much more similar than to today to Judaism that it would have in terms of a, any sort of Christian nature. But in the 1960s, 
everything really changed with a modern movement, and it, this is really the modern movement today. In 1969 was started the Isra- Israelite School of Universal Practical Knowledge, or the ISUPK. And they believed that Yahweh is, was only dealing with the ISUPK. They didn't deal with anybody else. And they had somebody, and guys, this is something you'll learn from the movement. It's not that they have pastors and, and preachers as much as they have generals and colonels. And General Johanna, he was, you know, he said that he's been in the truth for 30 years at one point. That's what they call it. When you have someone following black Hebrew Israelism, uh, or Hebrew Israelism as they would call it, they would say that they're in the truth. And I want to say this. First and foremost, I do believe that a lot of this, when it comes to it sneaking into the Christian church, this doctrine of demons, one of the ways it does this is the anti-intellectual understanding of scripture in a lot of the American church black or otherwise, in a lot of the American church, there is an anti-intellectualism, a anti-looking at what the scriptures actually say. And if you're out on the streets, they will tell you, those who are involved in this movement will tell you, we, we know about your Creflo dollars and your TD Jakes's and these guys just going after money. And that is a fact. There are plenty of false teachers out there that are going after money and they have no depth of scriptural knowledge. And what happens is, is they are given through videos on YouTube this esoteric knowledge that they're just glomming on and grabbing and they're saying, hey, look, I will go to these texts, Obadiah 118, I'll go to Isaiah 14 and you don't know what they mean. I know what this means, but you go to church and I know what this means and you don't understand it because the truth is most churches, sadly, in America aren't teaching the scriptures. So when they're not teaching the scriptures, people have no understanding. And when someone comes up to them, they are not able to give a defense for the hope that is within them. And they're not able to refute false doctrine. The very job of every elder is to be able to refute false doctrine. And also preach true doctrine. And the fact is, because so-called pastors, which are really motivational speakers and charlatans and money thieves, these guys are going out giving fake messages for many years. And this guy could go on, somebody could go on YouTube for two hours and think they have a better understanding of scripture simply because they watched this video. And yet, you've been going to church for 30 years and you don't understand these obscure eschatological texts that I understand. And they have a hermeneutic of a way that they understand it. And so what we want to do is answer those things and have answers so that when these things come up, and maybe you're going to hear them shouting in the streets. It's huge in New York, guys, and it's coming. In fact, Lifeway did some research, and Vocab Malone mentioned this. I I heard him mention this. Lifeway did some research across America, and they looked and said that about 4% of, of black people in America actually would consider themselves aligned with this movement in their understanding of Scripture. And with that, guys, that makes over a million people. That's a lot of people to believe something contrary to scripture that denies the divinity of Christ, that is hateful, that are polygynist, not polygamy. Okay, polygynist is specifically for the husband only. Only he can have multiple wives. But the polygamist, that that also could mean women could have multiple husbands. So they are polygynist in their understanding of scripture. And so we want to make sure that we are tackling this as best as we can. And in 2000, there began a rise. So you had 1969 and then 30 years later, it's kind of grown. And then in two that year 2000, right around there, there began this rise in this movement. 
And for the last 20 years, there's been self-published books and podcasts and YouTube videos. As I said, that's probably their most um, fruit-bearing for them, the dirty, disgusting, uh, satanic fruit. But fruit-bearing for them is through YouTube different videos you see online. We're going to talk about some of their their beliefs so that you guys can get a better understanding of what they believe because you'll see some of the stuff that they say on there and some of the videos that are online are absolutely just pathetic. But nonetheless, you'll see these online and this is how they've grabbed people. And in fact, they've grabbed, as was mentioned in the title, very famous rappers. In fact, Ice Cube is the latest big time rapper actor to come out in support of this movement. And he's done it through a ton of different tweets. In fact, on June 10th, he he said, quote, Hebrew Israelites were slaves in ancient Egypt. Clearly, they are a black people. And he forwarded a message that said, maybe a reference to the idea shared among some members of the Hebrew Israelite religion that black people, not the present day Jews, are the true descendants of biblical Israelites. And guys, what takes place when they start believing this is that these white, satanic Jews have taken the 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 Hebrew Israelite um, not religion but they've taken their namesake they've taken what they've been born into and all these promises that they're going to have and I want to talk a little bit about how they do that and we can do that by dissecting some of Kendrick Lamar's songs in fact he actually came out with an album titled D A M N and in that album. The entire album is actually an ode to black Hebrew Israelites. In fact, in his song, Yah, he says, quote, I'm an Israelite. Don't call me black no more. That word is only a color. It ain't facts no more. And Deuteronomy say that we are all being cursed. I know he walks the earth. Now, the title damn has to do with with people being damned because they're not following the 613 commandments of the Old Testament. And the fact is, is they point to Deuteronomy 28. In the very last verse of Deuteronomy, it says this, and if you're on the streets and you're sharing the gospel with somebody who's involved in this Hebrew-Israelite movement, they will tell you, does this not personify? Do you not understand that this is what was going on in America for 400 years? We have been slaves and it's all because of the white man and Deuteronomy 28 prophesied that us black men are these people being spoken about in Deuteronomy 28. So I want to read this verse to you. Deuteronomy 28, the Lord will bring you back to Egypt in ships. Now they'll take that word Egypt and, and make it America, but nonetheless, Let's keep going. Let's say that Egypt does mean America. So that does sound like it, right? By the way, about which I spoke to you, you will never see it again. And there you will offer yourselves for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but there will be no buyer. That's what Deuteronomy 28 says. So let me do a couple of different things when we look at this text and see, does this text in Deuteronomy 28, a sermon by Moses, the entire book of Deuteronomy, does this make mention of the Atlantic slave trade that took place? Well, here's a couple of problems here. This text has nothing to do with the kidnapping that took place. Just from its onset, 
when the transatlantic slave trade took place, it had to do with kidnapping people. But they would say, and if you guys look into their movement, they would say that a lot of, a lot of the movement would say that blacks that are in Africa today are not the true lost tribes of Israel, and they're not really lost anyways to them. They're not part of that tribe because they sold black slaves. So they would say, well, look, no, this is them selling. But here's a, a big, big problem. The last words of Deuteronomy 28, which Kendrick Lamar says points to the fact that he's one of the Israelites. The very last words was, but there will no be no buyer. The wickedness of slavery, the disgusting fact that we know took place in our country only happened because there were buyers. This is not talking about that. This is not talking about that. There'll be no buyer. What are you talking about? There were plenty of wicked, disgusting, horrible, satanic buyers who bought human beings as their slaves. How could this ever be talking about them? And yes, they yet they take this and say this means this is talking about black slaves only. And I don't want I don't need to get into the the reason why there could there definitely could be some legitimate Jews that are are black, that's a fact, but the the fact is this text has nothing to do with that. In fact, guys, when we look at Numbers 12 and one of, it's a text that we talk about all the time in terms of battling against racism or what you, for us biblically, there's only one race. And the fact is is that when it comes to your color, the melanin that's in your skin, that's the only difference is how much you have. Okay, it has nothing to do with what your ethnic group is, actually. That's what the Bible says, ethnos against ethnos. These are ethnic groups. There's only one race, and that's the human race. But the problem is, guys, when we look at this, it, it breaks my heart because it starts to identify. As we're going to go through this, it identifies with your skin color over who you are in Christ. It identifies where you were born, the type of person you are, instead of what God has done to actually free his people. Because the bondage that any of us could have here in this world is nothing compared to the bondage of sin that remains in us if we allow these doctrines of demons to make us identify with something that is apart from Christ. And what they believe is that the lost tribes of Israel were never really lost. They're just simply in the new world through the transatlantic slave trade. Mexican-Americans can be considered part of Issachar. There's Cubans, Dominicans, Haitians, West Indians. In fact, Asians are the Moabite tribes, according to them. There's actually a 12 tribes chart that you can find online that tells you where these different groups are from. And it's really interesting that most of them are actually King James only. And they believe that King James was actually a black Scottish king. And the fact is, the reason why they believe that is because if you, if you are a white person, you are trying to explain the scriptures to a, an African American or a, what they would call themselves a Hebrew Israelite, if you tried to explain the scriptures to them, what they would say is you are simply an Edomite. You're a child of Satan and you don't know anything. Esau doesn't know anything. In fact, many of the videos, as I had already mentioned, I would talk about this, many of the videos you will find online is they will point to videos of white people being sunburnt 
and saying this is a picture of them being Esau. This is a picture of God hating them because God actually hates the white man. And the white man is simply these red sunburnt devils. And they point to Genesis 25, 25, where it says, Now the first came forth red, all over like a hairy garment, and they named him Esau. And they will say, just as they did to my friend Jonah out on the streets of of Venice, you're Esau, look at your red, look at your sunburnt. You're simply Esau. You can't tell me what that Bible says. You're a child of Edom. And that is exactly precisely what they would say. But they would also argue that King David, King Solomon were both black. Here's a big problem. 1 Samuel 16.12 says, And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. The word used for ruddy there, the Hebrew word in 1 Samuel 16.12 is the same exact word in Genesis 25.25 to describe Esau. So you can't have King David and Esau be against in terms of their outward appearance. Obviously, the Edomites were a wicked, wicked people. And what's so interesting is they go to Romans 9 to make this statement. They go to Romans 9 to say, look, God hates Esau. That means he hates you, white man, and you will eventually have my boot or my sandal upon your neck. That is a favorite statement of many of those in the black Hebrew Israelite movement. You have to understand that their viewpoint of eschatology is the fact that right now in the here and now, this is the time of the Gentiles. And the Gentiles right now have can oppress those of the black community, but eventually when Yeshua, they won't use typically the name Jesus, when Yeshua comes back, he will set it up and he's going to set up heaven for the Israelites, them, and hell for the Edomites. And it will be here on earth. And then the black Hebrew Israelites will then rule over the Gentiles with their sandal or their boot upon the neck. And in fact, with my friends who were trying to share the truth of the gospel with these men out on the streets of Venice, they said, that one's my favorite. He's going to be my slave. This is satanic. This is from the pit of hell. And it's birthed out of wickedness. And this is exactly what happens. In fact, it reminds me so often, and I've shared the gospel quite a few times with different women who are now lesbian. And one of the things that I found a common thread in a number of them were they were taken advantage of by men. They were beaten by their ex-husbands. And what they did was they swung the pendulum over to the other side. And so instead of saying that man is evil, this man is wicked, he cheated on me, he beat me, he did these things, it's all men. And I'm going to go this way. I'm going to swing the pendulum. And now I'm going to run in this wicked lifestyle. And it's heartbreaking to me because yes, there was something that happened that was terrible to you. Just as in terms of slavery, there was something to our our black brothers and sisters, the ones that are brothers and sisters or not, that, that happened to them that was wicked and satanic and right from the pit of hell. And now I do not want 
them to pendulum swing and say, what I really need is now to be the oppressor. I want to have my foot upon the neck of the white man. He's an Edomite. It's heartbreaking to me. And it's the antithesis of what Romans 9 is actually displaying to us. When we read, especially all of Romans, especially Romans 9 through 11, we come to a better understanding that those involved in the black Hebrew Israelite movement, the fact is, is that they would be the ones crying out to God, God, you are having mercy on people I don't want you to have mercy on. God, you are having compassion on people I don't want you to have compassion on. Because the fact is, is that Romans, when we understand and read the text, you see that Jews would be upset that Christians, non-believers, Gentiles, not that you can be a Jew and a Christian as well, but that Gentiles can now become a part of the branch. And in fact, Romans 11 describes him as the unnatural branch. The fact that Gentiles could now be a part of the branch and take on all of the promises given to the commonwealth of Israel, this great mystery that God shows us, this beautiful descriptions between Romans 9 through 11, that God is not a respecter of persons, and that the fact is is that we can now become a part of the body of the Messiah, not because of our skin color, but because God has decided that he has allowed every single person. In fact, Acts chapter 17 is quite clear about this. It starts, you want to talk about human race, it gives us in Acts chapter 17, Paul describes the human race coming from Adam. And that God, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter where you're from, God has put you in that place for one reason. He didn't make you an Edomite so you can never come to him. He didn't make you red red and, and sunburnt so you can never come to him. It doesn't matter what skin color you are, he has placed you there, he has put you in your province, he has put you in your family, in the very time that you live, he has put you there for one purpose, that you may grope after, seek, and find God. God did not make it so that it is impossible for you to come because you happen to have less melanin in your skin. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's a demonic, demonic doctrine. And it is something that breaks my heart to see people falling for this lie. And one of the reasons that people are falling for this lie is because we, as the body of Christ, need to do a better job of going and expressing these things biblically. We need to do a better job making sure that those in our congregations, our brothers and sisters, know full well where this is coming from and where it is going. The fact is, is that Scientology did this. They got celebrities to push Scientology to make it normative for people to come and grab to. Kendrick Lamar has won like 13 Grammys. Ice Cube is sitting there on are we there yet movies and, you know, NWA and all these, he, you know, they, they just did the uh, Compton, straight out of Compton movie that w went crazy. And these guys are pushing this lie from the pit of hell. It's anti-Semitic. It hates Jews. It is, it is anti-doctrinal. Guys, I, I was going to get into some of the stuff they believe, but man, these half hours go really fast. I had a whole nother story I was going to tell you guys, but I, I really want you to focus on where you are as a believer and making sure that you're understanding these things that are coming. I think one of the best things you can do is get a good grasp on the book of Galatians and understand, especially in chapter three, when Paul makes it so clear, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, Jew or Gentile, it's all in Christ. Those who are in Christ, just as 2 Corinthians 5 says, are the new creation. 
this doctrine that would come out and simply, and guys, this is being pushed. I'm telling you right now, there was someone who I thought converted to Christ, and he was even posting some good fight material, a running back by the name of Larry Johnson that was all over pushing, uh, hey, look, there's satanic stuff going on. Next thing you know, I look at the top. At the, right now, I just was on his Twitter. At the at the top, pinned at the top is a black Hebrew Israelite truther video. And guys, this is a conspiracy that is satanic, and it's coming after the church. It's coming after those who we would want to know Christ. We need to be able to combat this with scripture. We need to be able to take the the texts in Roman nine, Romans 9 and explain it properly. We need to be able to go through Deuteronomy and explain to them this is not a prophecy of what happened in the transatlantic human slave trade. This is not the prophecy. You guys are simply wrong. And I will tell you this, be ready for some good rhetoric. These guys are usually ready but take it to the streets. Get the gospel out. Don't sit on your hands because this is coming and it's just one other way that Satan will use to get people away from the gospel of Jesus Christ, the one that says he is no respecter of persons, the one that says he died for all, the one that says he's the propitiation for not only our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. That's right. Jesus Christ died for every single person, all who would come to him, and he's not willing that any, that includes the Edomite, right? that includes those who may have red skin, he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.